Hola, you're listening to Las Chicas del Crime, a podcast where three amigas sit down and talk all things true crime for Hispanic and American crimes. <laughs> Recording live. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. From the underground. No, 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 no. <laughs> From more quarantine and bullshit. <laughs> Didn't we used to have a club called Underground here at one point? Yes. Right? I never okay. went to it, but yes. I thought it was a familiar. Interesting. It was like one of these shit, so yeah. I've never went either. So how are we doing today? We're good. Good day. Hi, y'all. Good Monday. Start of the week. Yes, yes. It is a... So far, it was a good Monday. So hopefully the week is good. Positive. Positive vibes only. Yeah, yeah. You know. You know. The world's oh, apart, but we're here. We're live. We're healthy. Are For we? real. That part. <laughs> Are you... For real. Are you okay, Alyssa? <laughs> no, we are. <laughs> She's like, are we? Are we? I just, I haven't, uh, I feel like I haven't gotten checked, like, with a doctor in a long time, so I don't know if I'm healthy, healthy, you know? I mean, I feel what you're saying, okay. I'm, like, surface healthy. You need that confirmation. We need confirmation. So, ladies. I'm Osa. Who are we? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Kat. And I'm Jen. Y somos somos las las chicas del crime. I feel like we're never going to get that perfect, but it works. We've been trying, y'all. And we're learning at each other, too. Facts. But you know what? I'm starting to think we're just not meant to be in sync. Like, you know, our point is to just be like to that. just be got right. It. Got it. We here and this is us. And thanks for listening. With Fast all show. of our issues and technical difficulties. But we're here to bring y'all interesting nah, cases. Here. Very much so. And talk shit in y'all's ear. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> bring you a little bit of good times while you know i'm kind of curious actually you know since we are gonna we're touching this little subject i'm curious why do our listeners do what are they doing when they're listening to us like are you commuting are you at work in the office are you at work at work wherever work is for you um (laughs) running you know oh Uh, yeah I'm just curious. So y'all on our page, uh, whichever. I mean, our IG is like our most interactive one, but we got a Twitter and we got a Facebook page. Uh, so whichever Hash- one you feel more comfortable going on, let us know when you listen to us what you're doing. Hashtag yeah. don't tweet me. Just kidding. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. 
I need to be I'm more curious. active in the in the in the Twitter world for us, but it's just really hard because I try to keep like my personal opinions, like my personal shit, away from our Twitter. So sometimes I just scroll and like and retweet and help us find this person. Justice for this person. Oh my god! Which, by the way, I know, I know. Um, Jen saw it, and I think you posted a cat about Alyssa. Yes. Alyssa yes. 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 Like, I'm so happy for Justin Sarah. or Alyssa. For real. Yeah, I know what. You know what's crazy? I um, when I heard when I first heard about this case, I heard about it in Morbid. Shout out to Morbid. It's one of my favorite Morbid. podcasts. We Morbid. love you. Mor- they call they call themselves Morbidos. The girls are so funny. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I had you know I had heard a story. And like in the back of my head, I'm like, I know this story like from somewhere. And um, it turns out, you know, they 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 bring it up, they talk about it, how she was uh, what well, they were in the 2020, um, like in a 2020 episode. And I saw that uh, like I'm pretty sure like as soon as it came out. So this was years ago. And um like I remember Sarah Sarah being like, no, like my dad would never whatever whatever so then I went to listen to her actual um just uh just voice for justice podcast voices, that's the one that voices for has. yeah voices for justice voices yeah justice that's the one that she has and like you know she admits it how like at that time she had no idea that her father was like that because her father never abused her and um she never knew about the abuse that you know Alyssa was was suffering and I was like damn that's crazy like you know, that girl stood there and was like, no, like, my dad would never. And, like, it took her, you know, a couple of years to realize, like, you know, it was. Because I, I definitely remember watching it and being like, oh, man. Like, she's so <laughs> deceived by her dad, bro. Like, like, she was so adamant about him not, you know, was not at all. There was nowhere he was involved. And the fact that she's the one that brought justice for her, I'm like, damn, that's crazy, like. That's a strong ass person, bro. Cause yeah, for real. That's a strong ass yeah. person. Cause at the end of the day, that's your dad. You know what I mean? And and for a long time, you was, you know what I'm saying? Like you was all he had. You were the only one helping him still. Everybody already believed he had did it, but you and like she was, you know, and if you guys listen to the podcast, she goes in on how like for many years after he got arrested, like she was doing shit like for like court documents and all that shit for him yeah like he would yeah. be like oh like sue the, like we're gonna sue this the, the city we're gonna sue the state we're gonna sue the the police force and we're gonna you know what I'm saying all the stuff he was he wanted her to do and she was doing it and like she took over her like a mortgage his mortgage and shit like bro she was like underage when this was happening yeah yep and yep, like yep, you yep. know and I then like it, it hit her and then like the fact that she had not even like she wanted to like she had to like pretty much switch up on her dad because she found out the truth like bro that's crazy that's real crazy i'm glad it is crazy i haven't heard um the last i think the last episode i'm pretty sure she talks about it because it just came up on my feed and um i need to listen to that i need to come up with that but sometimes i could listen to like uh more of it back to back and I could listen to you know wine and crime back to back because they kind of add like comedy to it she she's she doesn't which is fine 
but the fact that it's her sister is kind of hard for me to listen to it like you know I have to have my breaks from it yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. definitely I I think because it hits different when it's so personal Mm -hmm. yeah for sure because you can sense their emotion Uh yeah facts I'm definitely glad that her work you know, wasn't in vain and justice right. was brought to light. And that's why, like, all those years, man. You know, that's something that's why I suggested to you guys to watch <clears throat> the show I'll Be Gone in the Dark on HBO Max. If anybody's listening and you've watched that, hit me up sometime. I want to talk about it. It's a great, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great documentary. Hello, boot thing. I can't watch it because you haven't sent me the info. I need your oh, account info. Damn, you're right. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I got you. So, but in, in the thing, basically the, um, the author that starts it, Michelle McNamara, she essentially was one of the very first pioneers of the whole true crime craze. Her blog was like one of the very few or one of the the very first, excuse me, um, true crime blogs. And so seeing like where she started with this case, because it's talking about the Golden State Killer where she starts off with it to see where it ends even after she unfortunately passed away and they finished their work for her and oh this sounds familiar i have seen some of this somewhere probably have well i mean i don't know because the documentary just came out but maybe you saw a trailer or something um but so her like husband Patton um oswald he's a comedian him and the team finished the, her book and like the rest of her work and all that stuff. And mm. a lot of what she was able to piece together in her own and personal investigation that she went to like certain crime scenes and stuff like that, that things happen. Like she seriously helped solve this case and actually helped identify the person or like bring them to identify who the person was. And like the police um, department said it themselves that without her, they probably would have never solved these cases. I was like, yeah. And to think that it like really just takes more like perspectives and more sets of eyes. Like you don't have to be a cop or a detective sometimes to figure this shit out. I mean, maybe you have to have like the detective mentality, you know, to kind of want to go down the rabbit holes. But- I think it takes just like, um, I mean, yes, but it takes just like will, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like willpower to want to do that. Because I mean, she could have started and been like, ah, eh, I don't see nothing happening. And been gone about her her business, but obviously this was something she wanted to do, and um, I definitely want to watch it. And that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's willpower because look at you know Alyssa's sister. And I'm sorry that yeah. I don't remember her name off the top of my head right now, but you know, like Sarah. she had Sarah. She had the willpower to fight forward and be able yeah. to, like you said, do that switch and you know stand for the side of the truth. And I feel like a lot of us that enjoy true crime and enjoy these types of you know genres and things is because of that reason like we want to seek justice for people and like we want to see what happens and stuff not because we're like oh my god we we are morbid in a way no pun intended yeah (laughs) no pun intended (laughs) but you know it's just i don't know that's like a different feel like not everybody likes this stuff as much as other people do but i feel like the people that do like it this much are for the same reasons i don't know if that makes sense i'm sorry if it doesn't yeah but yeah yeah you know what i'm trying to say 
And um, actually, yeah. it's funny because I, I saw a friend over the weekend and, and you know, we talked about, about the podcast and she was like, I, I would have thought you had a comedy podcast. I was like, well, first of all, I'm not that funny. I'm kind of funny. I'm not that funny. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, no, it's, you know, it's crime. And he was like, why? You know, he doesn't share the same, the same liking as us, which is fine. He's like, why would you want to do that? I'm like, this is something I'm very passionate about. Like I've always wanted to help people. And I feel like, you know, it, all it takes is listening to that one unsolved crime that might like, I want to help as I can with this. You know what I'm saying? And um, there's a case of, it's called the, oh, thing, darn it. It was a, it was a, a lady who was found on the side of the road and the guy that found her was a bus, uh, uh, a truck driver. And the truck driver told a story to his wife, uh, and wife and kids. So one time, one of his kids in a little, like, they had a bonfire with a whole bunch of friends and they started, she told, like, they were saying like scary stuff and she told that story. Well, she tells that story, and in that set of friends, there's a guy who ends up marrying her. So at that time, they were just friends, and he ends up marrying her. Like, as kids, he hears the story, ends up marrying her. She, he then goes and, like, is obsessed with this case. And eventually, like, he will go to work, and after work, he will, like, try to look for the people who could have been related to this unidentified woman who has father-in-law on the side of the street and eventually he does find her sister and she gets like an actual um like her actual tombstone and and everything like she gets recognized she gets id'd but she's wow. no no longer a john doe and uh, a jane doe i'm sorry not a john doe a jane doe and i feel like that's all it takes it takes that one case that you want like that bothers you so much that you're going to you know work on it you know what i mean yeah, i agree and, I, I found my case. It just, I don't think there's any way that could be solved because that has to be more than one person. But I've always told you guys, the reason why I wanted to start this podcast was because I want to talk about the girls that got lost in, in, in Tijuana and in Ciudad Juarez. And there's so many of them that I yeah. know there's not one person. But maybe, you know, down the line, I could help and identify one person who did. You know what and I'm that's saying? that's a trickle effect. And that's, yeah. And that's what I, that's this, that case, well, there's a lot of cases, but they usually pile them into one because there's so many girls, there were so many girls missing and, and ended up dead. That that was like, I, I want to make, a, I want to make a, a podcast to talk about stuff like that. I just haven't done that one because there's so much research that I will have to like, actually, I have, I've done some research on it. Like I have to keep doing research for me to be able to talk about it. And that'll probably be like a, 10 part or something <laughs> but yeah Ooh, we could but talk that was, about that yeah that was my case for show that'll be a good one i don't yeah i don't necessarily have a, um an unsolved case per se that drew me to doing this i think once you planted the idea and you're like i want to do this i mean i've always liked true crime and you know my psychology background and stuff i've always oh, just had yeah, a, for sure really big inkling and desire to be involved in you know stuff like this to understand 
criminology and like forensic psychology in a lot of different ways. And it's just really, it's really important to know also, like, you know, how these people, you know, think of these things and of these situations. And like, once you start to watch enough documentaries and like enough episodes of things and you see how like these killers start to plan their shit, like you really start to kind of go out into the world. You're like, all right, I'm going to just be more careful of my surroundings because these people really oh, look like normal sure. human beings. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they really blend in. And so like, it gives you multiple different perspectives too. It's not just like, Ooh, they're killing people. I'm gonna watch this. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a creeper no, like that. For sure. No, yeah. So it's it's so good. It's good to see that like we can join in with the podcast just out of regular desire for again wanting to watch these things and just to know and be and able to, to eventually do something. And to, yeah. And to advocate and to get to a point where we're actually doing like work that's far greater than us and yeah. absolutely and that's what, yeah. like on the way. even even if there's a lot of girls missing in your case osa you know at the end of the day with how technology's gone and seeing how many cases have been solved by things like this i don't doubt that they would be at least a number of those that you would be able to shed light on or we would be so, able to help shed light on you know as a whole. so the yeah so the problem i don't think is so much that i think that had everything been done the right way when it was all happening but there was a time where like the cops were they said that the cops were involved so i don't think there's enough evidence but i hope that you know there is and and hopefully we could you know help solve some and help bring peace to some of the moms and, and family members Hopefully, you know, I have, I have faith in that, but I do, I'm very realistic about it because they were, they did do a very shitty police work, you know, with these cases, but go ahead, Jen. No, that just reminded me of the Tampa um, person that one day that you guys thought about. The serial killer? No, no, no. The mom that had posted that information about her daughter. Oh, yeah. We have to look into her. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to hit her up. We got to hit her up. Yeah, we do have to hit her up. Oh, my Let's God. Let's sleep I, on I, that. I, I know I have the screenshots still because I keep all those. those Like, that's how I get my goal. Well, when I get a case I want to do, like, I'll screenshot it and then I'll just leave it in the back. And then I'm like, oh, I'm ready for that case. So I go into it. We definitely got to do that one. Facts. Because we haven't done, you know, we, we've been, and I don't think we've done it purposely. We've been, like, just doing cases that we like or whatever, like, we've heard and read about. And, um, like, we've done straight-up murders. Like, yeah, we like haven't done. Murders. Yeah, yeah solved yeah, murders. Right. We haven't done, you know, missing people. And, and I know we'll get to it, but, um, yeah. I, I thought about that actually the other day and hopefully my case is a little different next time that I do a case because it, it is a little different but, hopefully that but I'm excited good. for the one Jen you got for us you hyped show. up enough girl mm-hmm. let us know this one Let's is crazy y'all sit down get y'all some water maybe I don't know get comfy get some snacks
<laughs> ride, y'all. <laughs> going on a ride. Let me tell y'all oh, where we're going. Y'all ready to hear where we're going? Pues entonces, oh, yeah. aquí vamos. So, our story, circa 2008, in Providencia de Santiago de Chile. So, oh. Chile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never New been to Chile. Work. I don't know a lot of Chilenos, but if y'all follow us, let us know some fun facts about your country. Ooh, ooh. Good let dish that we can create because we like good food. Um, oh, we like good food. I had a roommate in college one time. She was Chilena. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It was like the only Chilean person that I can think of right now. Yeah, I really don't know of many or I'd honestly yeah. any. Yeah, we had a, there was a boy in our school in, in like sixth, seventh grade, whatever, sixth grade, in our little ESOL classes that was from Chile, but I can't, I, I remember him, but I can't remember him by name. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I cannot remember. Remember, you remember. I'll have to he used pull to wear, ESOL pictures and which one. He used to wear his shirt, like his Chile shirt, you know, not all the time, but like, Often know where I remember that he had a Chile shirt. <laughs> hmm. I definitely want to go there though and like eat. I've been wanting to go there too, yeah. And like get to know. Oh, I just think of all the beautiful pictures that I'll be able to take. Oh, ooh. One day we're gonna so get we there. Can. Yeah, after for real. Corona. So ah, this shit. <clears throat> La stupida Corona. Um, so my case is uh, called, or goes by the name of La Quintrala, and mm-hmm. at the end, I will tie it into why it's called that. Ow, that really hurt. Well, who popping bottles? No, no, that was me. My finger just <laughs> flung on my microphone. <laughs> it sounded I'm sorry. like you like a, a, a wine and oh, wine and crumb. Like a nine pop. Nine pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to them. Okay. I love them. Ladies, if y'all listening, y'all should get me in there oh. for me to say nice pop. <laughs> I'm ready. Hopefully they listen to us. At least one day Hopefully. we can help. One day they one death day. will. They will be Oh, oh my god, that'd be a crazy ass fucking show. I was just gonna say that manifestation. You see, synchronicity manifestations already happening. We here, we here, we here, baby. We here, live, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Talk about live, baby. What if our listeners thought that we recorded live on Thursdays? I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, honey. Oh. Oh, we yeah. need to edit, record, scratch. Cause we There's need no things. way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely uh, not. Uh, no one way. day we'll have them like One shows, day. But, but that's after we, you know, some time. It ain't yeah, today. It ain't time. <laughs> one day it ain't today, though. <laughs> Soon enough, baby. Pronto, pronto. No se apuren, no se apuren. Eh, entonces, La Quintrala, 2008, Santiago de Chile. Our victim's name is Diego Schmidt Hebel. Oh, wait a minute. That's an American yeah. in Chile. Uh, more European. Oh. Some, of some sort. Yeah. Un gringo. European. Gringo Más es gringo. Mm-hmm. Pues entonces, tenía novia. Her name was Belen Molina. 
Um, to give y'all some background on our young folks, Belen was a dentist um, who lived with her parents, or technically is a dentist. Um, Belen is a dentist who lived with her parents, and Diego is a recent college graduate uh, with a degree in economics. Um, they were a young couple in love, super, you know, amoroso, mm. se querían mucho, everything was hunky-dory, um, so much so that he was known to be a very well-respected family man. He loved his mom and dad, his siblings, very close to them, and was very close to Belen's family's, uh, family, excuse me, um, yeah, super cool guy, apparently. Um, Agustin, um, Agustin Molina, who's Belen's dad, um, spoke very highly of him and said that even so much so that he would go every single day to pick Belen up for work and drop her off Aww. at work on his way to work. What a gentleman. Chivalry I, clearly I was not dead in 2008. No, 20 so. Actually, in our countries, because I feel like, bro, Mexican men love, like, I I don't know how a little Mexican boyfriend in Mexico, and he used to come pick me up every day at eight o'clock. Yeah. Romance, yo, romance. Very romantic, cute little guy. Nothing like it. Oh my god, that reminds me of a meme I saw earlier that said, "Yo, nothing beats Spanish, or Spanish is intense as fuck. Nothing like um, te amo. I love you. Ain't got shit on it." Oh, <laughs> for real, yo, bro. for real. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, that ass. Te amo just sounds so." Mm. So, 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 like, they are more good. 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 They are more They are more good. They are more good. They are more super deep like that passionate you know i used to get it with my cousins and like but that's why i love you doesn't touch it because it's like we have te quiero or te amo but like Mm -hmm. we just got i love you like nah shorty we from florida we got fucked with you i mean you're right but i mean (laughs) like formal but you're right no i know i know what you mean (laughs) no i'm just fucking i know what you mean all right right so so yes, guys. Back to Diego, Diego was a great man. Apparently, he was raised properly. Um, unfortunately, on November fourth, two thousand eight, um, that didn't go very well. As Diego was, as usual, waiting for uh, Belen to get ready for work because you know we take forever as women. And um, as right. he was waiting, all of a sudden the door busted open and a masked man just rushed in. Shot him twice and then stabbed <gasps> him. Oh my god! For no reason. Well, la razón viene, mija. Hold on. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. The case Sorry, gotta unfold for the reason. Oh, <laughs> and that's it. That's our case. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> he died. No reason. Thanks for listening. To us right right on. On. <laughs> Boop and recording. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> um. <laughs> while all this happened super fast all belen really could do was just like scream and you know kind of cry out for help um and luckily her dad was home i mean unfortunately he was in the shower so he didn't get there quickly but he was home um ran down to see what was going on but once he got there i guess 
um, the assailant got startled to see there was somebody else in the home. And so he ran out after, um, after he attacked Diego. Um, Agustin, Belen's dad, tried to run after him to catch him, but unfortunately he has some sort of like uh, congestive heart disease, so he couldn't really run that fast, and so unfortunately the assailant got away. Um, He he screamed and shouted, you know, screamed and shouted, excuse me, can't, I don't know English today, Um, for the locals to help him, you know, to try to get the guy or whatnot, but unfortunately nobody helped, or they just, it wasn't successful. Yeah. Um, with that said, Diego unfortunately dies on the way to the hospital due to the amount of uh, blood that he's lost. Um, I mean, that's unfortunately to be expected. Um, wow. But here's where yeah, I mean, you to- said you said he got shot. Yeah, he got about- shot twice and then got stabbed in the neck. Stabbed. Excuse me. Yeah, that's um, I forgot to shot and stabbed. And yeah. you know that yeah. neck that neck stab won't be gushing. What? So the interesting part about this is um, that they uncovered, right, as soon as the investigation started, that they were uncovering that six months prior to this attack, um, El Tío de Belén, Mm. Uh, every time I hear, every time I say Belen, it just makes me want to sing out into I'm sorry, I don't. You know what's? Yeah, yeah, I know how. Y'all want to know how Hispanic I am, and I don't know if they do that in in Dominican Republic or in Colombia, but in Mexico, every Mother's Day, every around Christmas time, and some other time. You do a dance, and um, like in the school for they do like oh, a little yes, festival, girl. and you do a dance, yes. and I I I danced that, and it was like this. Ooh. I did they, too. I don't know if they do that in DR because I was not. I, I was born here, unlike y'all. Um, in Colombia, sorry. I don't I mean did. to say like unlike y'all, but I'm just saying I don't have the grace. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, oh my god but yeah okay guys <laughs> back to <laughs> and i have pictures of me eating some little bone so i would have ate you cat would have are you done with your story here. time now <laughs> <laughs> go ahead go ahead i gotta so finish then. my story coño <laughs> belen you brought up belen well, well she we had to sing the song. I know, but the sidetracks, oh. our sidetracks take forever. Why are we like this? Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't know. I know in the beginning of those mad long free will to get into the story. So go ahead, go ahead. Go You're ahead, right. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I'm just excited for y'all to hear this. I know, I'm like, excited to hear it. Go bro, ahead. when I heard when I did this, when I was doing my research, I couldn't even believe this was the case. So okay, we've established in case anybody's lost. Diego was shot twice, stabbed in the neck in the doorway while he was waiting for Belen to get ready for work. Um, they don't know who did it as of yet. Diego has died on the way to the hospital due to blood loss. Um, now, the twist of events. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, this is in the early parts of the investigation, like I mentioned, six months prior, Belen's uncle, Francisco Zamorano, and his partner, Hector Arevalo, were gunned down in their home, which happened to be, here we go, the first floor of the apartment building where Berlin lives. 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. So, as of yet, no assailant. However, they are able to finally trace the car of the person or the, the car that was at the scene. Excuse me. Again, my words are not here today. So they're able to identify the car that's at the scene. <laughs> like mine be. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I'm, just, I'm uh, not going to say nothing. <laughs> ADHC be like. Okay. So the car was identified and they discovered that it was registered under a Victor Introso. No, Introsa, excuse me. Victor Introsa. Who happened to actually be in the middle of his prison sentence for drug trafficking? What? So, oh, interesting. Right. So the cops were a little confused and then proceeded to go and question Victor because obviously they knew where he was. And Victor, <laughs> Victor told them that he wasn't sure of, you know, the whereabouts of the car, that he left it with his brother because obviously homie is in jail, so he's not going to need a car. Um... Events start to unfold, information starts to get released, and it's later discovered that the car was then sold to, to Jose, wow, again, what the hell, Jose Ruz, Jose Ruz was now the owner of the car. Jose Ruz actually happened to be a very well-known owner of a cafe, <clears throat> but not just any cafe, a very prestigious cafe, Ooh. known for, what they do. nonetheless, when- Mundry laundering. I'm sure that's one of the many things they've done here. But (laughs) this place is known for a coffee house, but not just any coffee house. The waitresses are in very little clothing. So this is an adult. Like hooters for coffee. Yes, essentially. That's what I understood when I was reading the story. Hooters for coffee. Absolutely. With less clothing than the Hooters girls, apparently, though, from the testimonies. Yeah, girl, they was naked. I mean, titty bar for coffee, apparently. Mm -hmm. Titty bar for coffee. (laughs) Yeah. So, Jose Ruz was a known man, okay? He was popping around Santiago. So, you wake up to some titties, because, I mean, you wake up to a coffee. Like, oof, this is is a lot to intake. Go ahead, baby. (laughs) I told you the story's crazy. Oh, yeah. Lots I love of twists it. and turns. Lots of twists and turns. Ooh, but titties I and coffee, I mean, turny. not a bad way to wake up, if you ask me. But hey. Not a bad way. We're here for titties and coffee. We're here. Titties and coffee. Okay. Titties and coffee. So, TNC, baby. TNC. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Don't get these ideas now, because they're gonna, oh they God, need to cut you right? a check. Okay, they need right. to cut you a check if they steal this idea. <laughs> um, so oh Jose God. Ruz is later, uh, you know, brought in for questioning, because clearly your car was at a crime scene. So what are right. you doing there? Sure. Right. And to identify him and see if this was the assailant uh, perpetrator they're looking for, the investigators brought in Belen and Agustin to, you know, do the whole lineup thing, majiggy majig. The whole shebang. Majig, oyeme, majiggy majig. I like it. Majig. So, so um, I'm not taking any of our stuff. <laughs> yeah, I need a, what is that called? Like, say uh, y'all yeah, own it. Patent it? Isn't that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Patent it? Or copyright it. Copyright, yeah, whatever okay. the fuck. We, all of the above. All of all the, the above. above. D. All of them. So, 
<clears throat> Turns out that almost immediately, Agustin and Belen were able to identify him and recognize Jose Ruz. Damn, got him. Ay, so criminal y pendejo. <laughs> bueno, type. tiene que ser pendejo por ser criminal. Well, not always, actually. There's some smart, yeah. smart criminals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah There's some smart criminals. Unfortunately. I'm not condoning nothing, though. Just so y'all know. Um, but anywho, so they figured, okay, this this attack six months ago to this family, and now this attack, hmm, is this family being targeted? Is something going on specific? Right. Is this just like a series of robberies to this apartment building? Now they're starting to, you know, really look into what's happening. But let me give y'all some back side to Francisco Zamorano and Hector Alevalo. Let me tell y'all a little bit about them. These are the, the criminal <clears throat> brothers, right? No, these, this is the tío. This is Belen's uncle oh, okay. and his okay. partner that were killed six months prior. These okay, are their first floor, the first floor victims. Okay. So, hmm. Uh, Francisco had been previously married to a woman named Maria de Pilar Perez, in which they had two kids, Rocio Zamorano and Juan Jose Zamorano. Eventually, they got divorced, you know, whatever, things didn't work out. And he decided to live out his true identity and be with Hector. Um, Love to see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they discovered that Francisco and Hector, the partners, were both okay. killed in the attack the exact same way, to, with the same gunshot oh, okay. wound to the neck. Got However, um, so this is given the impression, and to make the connection, the wounds of Diego and the wounds of this case are identical. Right. All three oh. killings, wounds are identical. So this is giving huh. the investigators the impressions now that this person it's that is involved could be the same assailant because this, this person has to be very well versed in guns and how to right. properly shoot somebody to instantly kill you. Mm-hmm. So because the, the gunshots were done in execution form. Oh, damn. <clears throat> and so they were able to instantly rule out that neither the partner killed each other because of the way that the, the gunshots were done in a homicidal and not a suicidal way. So no. they were able to put these pieces together and kind of see, hmm, maybe this is something that's, you know, the same situation. So um, interesting reports, though. Uh, la, 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 la. when the investigation was done for Francisco and Hector's attack there was no forced entry and no visible evidence of violence or you know like um, struggle like it seemed uh-huh. like this person just went in papa and left nothing was right, missing they knew him or something yeah nothing was missing nothing was rummaged through like everything looked to be exactly where it was supposed to be however hmm. these two ended up killed with that said the main suspect then becomes, in this case, then becomes Claudio Sosa, one of Francisco's cousins, Damn, who in fact is these... the owner of that building. Okay, oh. the owner of the building, got it. So this is people with money because we're talking about 
the owner of TNC, the owner of the building. <laughs> These are people with money. It's a, and it's a little confusing. I know it's a little confusing. So I'm doing my best to keep everything in streamlined. But keep in mind that TNC owner was is the supposed assailant in the first case. Correct. Oh, because yeah. the car got it. Because of the car. <clears throat> right. So in the earlier case, Francisco's case, they were suspecting that it was Claudio Sosa, which was one of the cousins, because of the fact that nothing was missing and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, during the investigation of this homicide, um, they suspect that it's Claudio Sosa, not only for the fact that he's the owner of this building and it was an easy entrance for him, but also the fact that they found the same type of bullets and ammunition in his home um, and the doubles. And they also found, you know, the same bullets that they were used in the double homicide. Um, they also found a letter from um, Francisco um, <clears throat> that, no, excuse me. They found a letter from Claudio that Francisco was holding on to that states that he was upset that they were two months late and that he didn't approve of his sexual orientation in the relationship. And, you know, he mm. expressed some type of anger about that, but I do in some type of way. Right? How you mad because somebody else loves right? Whomever they choose to love. Sure. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Hey. So that this case kind of quickly just um, once they you know accused Claudia or whatever, blah blah blah. He testified in court which was not a good idea. I want to say, here's, uh, here's why, excuse me. Here is why that wasn't a good idea. He's 70 years old. 70? Yes. The cousin, him. suspected oh. perpetrator, is 70 years old. So, oh my God. When they got him in the court to testify, they were badgering him and instigating and, you know, terrifying, terrorizing him so much that he ended up admitting to guilt for the crimes he didn't commit just because he was so scared for his life. Oh, right? wow. So, <clears throat> but since he admitted to it, you know, case closed. Yeah, yeah. Bada boom, bada bing. Se cerró. Palante. Well, you know, they even questioned the ex-wife and anything like that just to make sure, you know, she wasn't involved in any way. There, there was supposedly no way that she could have been involved. They hadn't spoken in almost 15 years. There was very minimal contact. They had no reason, you know, there was no bad blood between them. They had divorced mutually, all that stuff. So she was ruled not a suspect. So they kept the Claudio's confession or excuse me yeah um claudio's confession and he remained in jail for the double homicide so that double homicide then got closed and i will bring you back to present day and you will understand while i made that introduction inter interjection of the case so now we're back here for it bella's boyfriend what was his name now we're back to diego 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 who was shot twice and stabbed. They followed up and get a warrant for Jose Ruz's house, um, of course, to, you know, kind of see if they can get some more information as to why his car was at the scene of the crime. Pues entonces, when they get to this man's house 
and abren la puerta, they find maps and floor plans and blueprints and all of the detailed construction plans to the apartment building in which the family Perez lives in. Wow. Hmm. Meaning to the first floor apartment and all of the other ones. So, not only did they find this information, they also found that on the floor plans and blueprints was written in very specific handwriting, very detailed directions and how to locate certain apartments, certain, and certain things that would be in certain rooms where all the valuables were, um, all of that stuff. Whose room was what, who would be where, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's but, creepy. Right. So how the hell does this man who doesn't live in this building have that all that information? Someone slang that over his way. Very interesting. So as the investigators are, you know, rummaging through the investigation, of course, they find that there's certain words and pieces of information that there's no way for Jose Ruz to know unless he's being instructed by someone that has access to this family into this apartment complex. Or, or building, excuse me. So they say that he's also behaving in like certain weird ways, responding to questions rudely, and like just giving the impression that he's trying to, you know, cover something up or cover up for someone. They they see that he's struggling to lie and and keep his story together. So <clears throat> eventually, in his confession or supposed confession, he accidentally slips up and makes a comment that affirms that he knows that there's a lot of valuables and money in this house or in this apartment building. Excuse me. That was not talking hmm. bottles. It was my thumb. Um, <laughs> and so the investigators are like, okay, well okay, dude, how do you have this information? How do you have, you know, whose room is where, where all these belongings are? How do you know that there's money there, but you're telling me you're, a, you're doing this by yourself. You're, you know, you're not covering for anyone. You're whatever. And right. they're just like, this doesn't make any sense. Who the fuck could you be covering up for, right? Right. Well, Eventually, the investigators start to kind of have an inkling that the possible person of interest here that he could be covering up for could be none other than the ex-wife. Wow! Now, this is just a hunch that they have. So, Mm. you ask, how the hell does Jose Ruz know Know the the ex-wife and why the hell would he be covering up for her or vice versa or why are they you know in cahoots they're lovers right you take Mm. a guess Kat what's your guess I mean I gotta be it because why else well or they're just working together to to their hunting money Now, I want to keep in mind the family tree that's happening here. So, Maria de Pilar is not only the ex-wife of Francisco Zamorano, the victim of the double homicide. She's also Belen's aunt. Here's how. Maria de Pilar is sisters with Belen's mom, Gloria. 
So she okay. wants money. She wants, she's trying to cut her some money. I don't know. We'll see. So keep keep this, you know, keep that in mind. This is all family intertwined that's happening here. So Maria de Pilar Perez was an architect who did very well for herself. Um, she married Francisco in 1978 and had, throughout their marriage, like we mentioned earlier, two kids, Rocio and Juan Jose. Um, growing up, she's the oldest daughter of Juan and Aurelia Perez. Um, they were a middle-class family who became very well known for their successful bread bakery um, and also a lot of other properties that they rented out throughout the city of Santiago. So um, a lot of people knew them. Um, their bakery was passed down from generations, so it, you know, it was uh, a landmark there and whatnot. Um, and apparently, like I mentioned earlier, Maria de Pilar and Francisco didn't divorce on bad blood she actually started getting an intuition that something just seemed to be wrong or different with him um sexually and she began to question him and eventually he was honest and they just got divorced in 95 um so from 95 to 2008 obviously that's a long stretch for her to be pressed about the the man being gay um, right so you know this is kind of weird move on uh, always move right. on okay so now, here's where she gets really twisted and turned. Jose Ruz hired Maria de Pilar to be the architect for his cafe. And that is how they originally uh, met. Oh, so she's a mastermind and, behind TNT. Mm -hmm. TNT, TNT, TNT. TNT. Anybody want to drop oh a God. beat? We can record that for y'all. <laughs> so funny. You sounded like you sounded uh, like Will Ferrell and What's His Face and Step Brothers. Oh, when they're in, on the boat. <laughs> oh, oh. Well then, moving on. So. As the investigators continue to get Jose's confession, he later admits that Maria de Pilar was actually the one that did give him the blueprints and the plans. Oh. She wanted that money, I'm telling you. She wanted to ruin the, uh, her ex-husband's life and get some money on the way. Could what? that be so? I don't, I don't know, because then why would he kill the, the, the nephew-in-law? Yeah, that one, I don't know that part. Yeah, I don't know that one. They were having an affair. Somebody's having a fucking affair in this story, okay? <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> so, Jose admits that she did give him the blueprints and the plans. She also, or he also admits that she solicited to a job of 10 million pesos for each person that he kills. Oh my God. For her mom, for her niece, for her sister, oh. and the brother-in-law. And now Diego, who unfortunately was in the mix. Mm -hmm. Wait, but the why did she want to kill them? Pero tenemos que ver, mija. Patience. Oh, Lord. I... So, I... and also remember, so that's 50 million pesos and all the expensive material, blah, blah, blahs that this man stole because he knew where they were. Right. Or ah. was going to steal. 
Cause they didn't get that. Yeah, so she paying out. So she the one that got the money. She don't need no damn money. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's why I was like, wait a minute. So if you got 50 million pesos to take people out, why are you taking people out to begin with? What? Like, I was deuces. not ready for that. Bye. So, oh girl. <laughs> the following morning of Rusa's confession, they bring Agustin and Berlin back for their testimonies, um, you know, to kind of, I guess, not cooperate, but like, you know, confirm nor deny anything that Jose has said, you know? Yeah. Um, and so they bring in and they mention that, in fact, they do believe that if there was anybody out there that would cause harm to their family, it would, in fact, be Maria de Pilar Perez. Yeah, so she's been evil. Her own brother-in-law and niece said this about her, bro. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, so with all this in the confession, everything seems to be aligning. Authorities go and to her home and arrest her with a warrant and all that stuff. When they get there, they are greeted at the door with Esta durmiendo. She's sleeping. Go carajo. So the cops said we don't give a shit and it went upstairs. <laughs> right. I was like, wow. I need them to wake her up. Shake okay. her ass up. So they went upstairs and they happened to find her ass laid out, damn near overdosing. Okay. Oh my god. I see como que tirada. Like, oh, this is it. I'm done. My boy. No, bitch. You thought nah, divine intervention. They got there just in time. They called the ambulance. They took her to the hospital, got her stomach pumped. She was released the following week. Upon her release, they arrested her and took her in for further questioning. They got her. They tested her for her handwriting to see if it matched up with the writing that was on the plans that they found at Rusa's house. During her test, the investigators realized that she's forcing her handwriting, bro. Like, she's deadass trying to, like, draw the letters, he said. Like, he different. could tell, yeah, he could tell that she was forcing yeah. to make it different. Absolutely. And he, he was like, mm, this is not normal. This is obviously, she's <laughs> doing the most. They were also able to um, find documents in her home with her handwriting on them. Mind you, she's an architect. So obviously her floor plans and all that stuff have her actual handwriting. Like, you know, right. architects do that. Well, back in the day, mostly. And now that's probably all digital. But before they would do that with their hands so a lot of shit had her handwriting on it so they were able to confirm if it was accurate you know if the handwriting matched well mm -hmm. in fact they fucking matched now to give you some context on her handwriting it was like because i watched some of the videos and like interviews and stuff like that um and they showed like some of the la letras and it looked like that old writing with like a quill when ink Oh, you know? nice. so it was nice. very that fancy, fancy yeah. yeah so not anybody can write like that okay i don't have a quill i don't got no ink like that and i damn sure wouldn't be able to even hold that pen properly i have a quill laying around <laughs> who has a quill <laughs> laying around what do uh, i have a potter more you're a potter head you're supposed to have a quill no i have a <gasps> wand Oh my god! Actually, she said I, I got the quill, but I got the one. <laughs> I, I got I saw some brushes at Walmart that are like 
you know, makeup brushes, brushes. and oh then they're God. like wand makeup brushes from Harry Potter. Yeah. So like when Guardian Liviosa, my makeup's done. Boom. Pretty much. Yes. yes. They're Bitch. cute. What? I've seen them. They're I'm gonna cute. I'm gonna abracadabra my makeup for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. She said abracadabra. I guess. <laughs> my bad. But go ahead. So she ha- she wrote with a quilt. Basically, she maybe she was a potter hand. Well, she didn't. It's not that she was writing with the quilt, but like the pen she used was a, one one of those fancy ones, and she had the yeah, and the tip, the tip was like that. Yeah, being fancy, being fancy. So, um, where was I? Right, right, right. So they were able to, you know, match the handwriting and obviously confirm that. She is involved in this. Matter. Right, that shows. Those are your blueprints. You gave those up. You were involved. Okay. You were responsible. Oh, I mean, you're an architect, and this is your family home. I mean, and you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. If y'all can see my face, I'm giving her the eye. Um, another very key element to this investigation that ties them together to this scenario is a burner phone that's found at Jose Rus's house. And the only contact in there was with the nickname Pili, which was short for Maria de Pilar. Okay, but so you why get rid of the burner phone? That's why they're right. a burner phone. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Like, we talked about this in the other episode. If you're going to do something through the phone, you do it with a burner phone. If you're going to do something through the burner phone, you throw away the phone. Dispose of it. That's what you burn burner the burner phone. And then you're going to save people's names? Like, are you uh, stupid? Clearly, he was and stupid. He really You should have stuck to TNC. Okay. <laughs> For real, though. Okay. Um... And Dante's dumb. Right. So now they're like, okay, well, what the fuck? You guys are all, this is all tied up. Things still kind of not making sense. What the hell is the motive? Like, why does this man have blueprints to your family's home? He's saying that you've solicited millions of pesos for him to kill off your family. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, this just don't make sense. Well. We're about to find out. Do tell us. Authorities are made aware that before Maria de Pilar's father passed away, he had left behind very interesting arrangements regarding their inheritance of all the businesses and the properties and all the assets that the family has under their name. Um, it was said, though, before he died that Maria de Pilar, since she was the oldest, she was very dominant of her father. She kind of like acted like she was like almost the boy in the sense where she tried to always know what was best for her dad and all that, whatnot. She seemed very controlling, very, um, like I said, domineering, and always felt like she had to be um, considered for everything. Um, well, knowing that he changed some shit around before he fell very ill. After he fell very ill, she changed some shit around and got him to sign these documents. Oh, wow. Just a nice trash. 
after she was able to do that, she made herself rightful heir to pretty much everything. Wow. Literally everything. Mind you, she was already using, it was said that she was using these the accounts, family accounts for all her personal gain and her kids to go to school and all this stuff or whatever. So she was already milking the company, the family businesses as it seems anyways. Now she made herself rightful heir of everything. She going to dead ass just keep pouring everything into herself apparently so it was for money wait one second wait one second however even with that said she was rightful heir for everything but apparently there was still certain assets that she couldn't change her name on um and that her mother owed and owned excuse me so since her mother owned those properties and she was still alive essentially that didn't make her fully heir of everything um so that is why her mother was in fact also on the hit list her objectives wow. were yeah, wow. her objectives were to eliminate each family member so that no one would stand Everyone. in her way of having the money it turns out that the cell phone records and handwriting can confirm this plan and she was the brain of the operation this is when the start they start to suspect that La Maria de Pilar could potentially be behind the murders of her ex-husband and his partner as well. They begin to get testimonials of the family. Maria's two sisters and their mother and Maria's own two kids all testified and said that she could be capable Damn. of such crimes. Wow. Her, her kids own kids. Fuck you. They explain how they have witnessed her strange behavior over the years. They give examples how even on July 7, 2007, listen to this, yo, Maria de Pilar invited her newly engaged son, Juan Jose, and his fiance, Moserrat Berrios, so that they could prepare some things for the wedding. However, that turned quickly. They got into an argument, and soon enough, Maria de Pilar pushed Monserrat down the stairs. And after that, her, her son had decided to cut her off completely. Wow. How do you invite your son and his now fiance to your home and you push her down push the stairs. Her, push her down the stairs. That's wild. That's hella fucking wild. Okay. So. So she has some other shit for real. Yeah, this is why they were all able to testify, you know, and say that she could potentially be capable of doing all this stuff. Well, right, yeah. motives seem to be very clear to remove her family so that she could be the only heir to all the money. Not only that, Maria de Pilar was also really pissed off that she was cut off from the family um, and that, in fact, everyone accepted her ex-husband and his sexuality and his new form life. So much so that his kids ended up getting even closer to him and his, you know, his new life and all that stuff. And so she apparently began to feel very jealous of this relationship. Well, well he wasn't out here trying to fucking kill them. That's why. Right. And, um, so she was also very upset that he didn't, she didn't get invited to her son's wedding. I mean, obviously you pushed her down the damn stairs. You pushed Montserrat down the fucking stairs. Oh, right. Hell nah. she's, she's crazy. So you were the that, first one crossed off the list. Of in- <laughs> she okay. wasn't even in the list. She didn't make it to the list. You're right. Facts. So being that she felt abandoned and that her son chose his father over her, abandoned. she decided to have him killed. My God. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, just, just you know, that's what you that's do when when somebody do. 
somebody chooses somebody else over you just get that's them killed supposed yeah. to, that's that was the motives these are the motives but you know these are all he said she said things still they still need concrete evidence to tie them at the crime scenes right right so they go back they to fun? they go back to the apartment building and as they're looking around, they see that there's a house nearby that has security cameras, one in the front and one in the back. So they get warrants to search the cameras. And it takes them a little while because, I mean, not only are they searching for footage of Diego's crime, but they're going back to the month of April to see if there's any footage that they can, you know, link to these two murders or these two Right. Murders. Yeah. So they do, in fact, find something that links these two crimes together. And oh. what is it that they find? The same oh. shooter. The car. The same car at the crime scenes. Dun, 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 oh dun, dun. Which so means wow. that Jose Ruz was at both crime scenes. Right? Yeah. Right. So, not only that, so not only do they have now the car, as they're also going to through Ruse's call logs um, to further con- confirm all this stuff, they also find communication with someone who sell- sells and makes guns. And supposedly, supposedly, he asked for a gun to be made with a silencer and the serial numbers oh. to be scratched off. Oh, well, that's, that's highly illegal. So... Now, let me remind you here why this makes sense. Remember that back in April, no one heard the crime. No one heard it that day. No one well, saw yeah. nothing. No one heard anything. And now they understand why. Because the, the gun that committed that crime or that was used to commit that crime had a silencer on it. And that is why on that day, that crime was so quickly just closed because there really was no other way to go you know right Um, they had no no potential other suspect and at this time they there was no way to continue to link or to find any link any link between maria de pilar like there was in diego's case so had it not been for diego interfering with the murder of belen and her family, this whole thing would have never been figured out. Essentially, Diego wasn't supposed to be there that day. Wow. In the sense of being, you know, he was at the wrong place at the wrong time, pretty much. Man, that's so sad. Because Jose Ruz was on a mission to go there that morning to kill Belen, her parents, and her grandmother. And wow. instead, Diego got it and you- essentially saved the rest of them. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, the one person who died was, like, the one person who did not have a hit out. That's wild. That is wild. Wow, poor Diego. Absolutely. And so, you know, it sucks that he died because, essentially, it could have been avoided. um, But All of this could have been avoided, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it just... 
one life saved multiple, unfortunately, but fortunately, you know? Right. I see what you're saying. Um, however, I do want to say oh. that Maria de Pilar Perez and Jose Ruz were sentenced to life in prison for the homicides of Francisco Zamorano and Hector Arevalo and Diego Schmidt Hebel. They were also oh, found yeah. guilty for conspiracy to commit murder for the mother of Aurelia, for the mother Aurelia, her sister Gloria, her husband Agustin, and their daughter Belen. So nice. they good. were serving a life sentence. Good. Um, and that is my wild ass case. I was like, bro, this is nuts. So crazy. Bro, that is crazy. Well, money makes people do. It definitely like you're literally killing your whole family, you're sabotaging your son's life, all for money and jealousy. Money that ended up not even going to her because now she's in prison. Right. Stupid. And money she would have been able to use had she just continued to (laughs) how she just continued to keep on her shenanigans, she still would have been able to use the money, but you know. Right. So, wow, that's so the money. Wow. I do want to give you guys the backstory as to why my story was called La Quintrala. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So apparently back in uh, the 1600s, there was a Chilean landowner, also a murderer, uh, by the name of Catalina de los Rios y Les Pegar. Um, and she was given the nickname La Quintrala. Um, she was a woman that whipped her slaves with branches of a quintral bush, with, which is an indigenous parasitic plant with red flowers. Um, and they were, the red of the flowers matched the red of her hair color. Um, so I guess because of that, they kind of like all correlated together and named her La Quintrala. Um, she was accused of abusing her slaves, killing her lovers, and allegedly poisoning her own father. She was known for killing everyone in her past so that she could get what she wants. Um, there is oh. no other woman in Chile's history as bad as this woman. And that is why the public of Chile named this case after her. Um, because wow, yeah, it's very fitting. Resembled it. mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that's wild. And that is La Quintrala. Ooh, wow. that was this good. Day. I was that definitely had a lot of twists and turns and because it was just like the family ties that's what yeah. just made it like whoa i'm not gonna but, lie i struggled with how to write it out a little bit because i didn't want to just bring up the uncle and his partner and then like not give any piece of information on him but then if i right. did it at the end i was like that's not gonna make sense so I, right no i mean you you told that perfect it was just the kids themselves mm-hmm. It was just like crazy as fuck, right? It's so so insane how literally it's like an entire 360. Everyone was connected somewhere or the other. It's it was just right, so insane. And it was just her being greedy and jealous and mad and just yeah. I mean, you go as far as literally even like. pushing somebody down the stairs over an argument you know and like wild bro wild where she belongs yeah big time yes 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 um 
her pictures are interesting. She's kind of scary looking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's even more fit into the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good. That be fair it. One. Crazy. One, one. You know. Good case. That's a really good case. I thought so thinking about the whole thing so i do like it I like that's it. literally I like how it. i was afterwards i'm like so you mean to tell me that this the it was the mom the behind everything the whole time like that's crazy the mom and the thea and and the ex-wife the woman of it all <laughs> like that's insane she was literally his ex-wife she was the sister and she was the aunt, the aunt. and the daughter that's crazy he played that. Yeah, she played everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she played herself. Ah. Yeah, and if and if Big everyone's time. interested in like learning more about this case, because there was a lot of information um, given about it. I mean, it was a pretty big case in Chile. Um, I will drop the links who anybody wants to know. Yay! Perfect. The rabbit hole to this right. case is pretty large. But, and, there's, <sighs> and there is more information I kept out because obviously that was long enough. Um, too much, yeah. But I, I gave the bit, the biggest, most important pieces. Right, the most important pieces of the case. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I dig it. I appreciate it. I'm glad it. you guys liked. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, But, all right. Well. Bueno. Thanks for listening, we'll y'all. Catch, yeah, catch everyone at the next one. Yes. Adios, Bye. chicas y chicos. Adios. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Las Chicas del Crime. We hope you join us next time for another episode full of crime and cheese. Follow us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which will be listed in the description of the episode. Please rate and review as this helps us build a bigger audience. Gracias.